Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. To pick up a free audiobook download, head on over to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Gromlich. What's up, Big Daddy? Oh, not much, man. Um, Just had some nice dinner. Yeah, yeah. Cube uh, steak, if I'm not mis- mistaken. You were not mistaken. <laughs> and I'm always a big fan of cube steak. Mm-hmm. So, Danielle said we were having cube steak. And hats off to Danielle on that. Yeah. Tip of the cap the chef. Oh, I'm more tipping it. I'm taking it off out of respect. Whoa. Nice. Mm. Um, yeah, good. Very good dinner. And now we're back in the saddle making beautiful radio. And we look Doing more what we do best. Relax. What we were born to do. <laughs> God put me on this earth for this reason. That's right. Um, which I will say, you guys can't see us, but we're pretty chill. Like, I'm pretty relaxed. You know, like a recliner. Rick's just, in a mothering yeah. nursery Recliner, which is highly comfortable. Oh, Rob's got the office chair, kicked back, feet up on the stool. Yep, laptop on the lap, mic in the I, face. I dig. Something yeah. I want to ask you, Rob. You brought this up a while ago, but you feel you mentioned that you're feeling um, kind of like you're becoming a fanboy. Um, and there's a slogan that you have that you just you throw it out there a lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> baby, tell me about that. <laughs> baby, let me tell you about that. Baby, please. <laughs> So, Rick, you uh, you can resonate with this. Mm. You and I are both big fans of the Happy Rant podcast. Absolutely. If you guys haven't checked that out, check it out. It's a really funny podcast with some pr- three pretty cool guys. But one of the guys on there is also on another podcast called The Gut Check. Neither of them are sponsoring our podcast, nor do any of them probably even know about it. <laughs> but there's a guy on there named Ted Cluck. Ted. And he just used the, uses the word baby all the time. And I listen to their podcast and I randomly find myself slipping the word baby into my sentences, which makes me a little disappointed in my fanboyhood to want to do that. <laughs> um, it just gets awkward when you're trying to close that, that sale and you're just like, mm, baby, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly how I do it. <laughs> Once they realize that we're on that level. Yeah. Yeah, they just shake to, my hand. To win. Exactly. No, but Ted Cluck is the man. Yeah, he's, I do wanna, he's a great radio host. I think I just want to call him Theodore. I, th- I think that would bode over well. Theodore Cluck. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They did mention you on the on the podcast, so. In a roundabout way. In a roundabout way, but a, it was you. Yeah. And everyone was, listening knew it was you. It, exactly. Because they all listen to this podcast. Exactly. Of course. Naturally. Well, baby, I'm glad that you appreciate that. Baby, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> do you find yourself like being a fanboy of other things? Uh, probably in waves here and there. You know what I mean? Like there, there are times when people who I find, um, influencers. Yeah. Influencers who there are little things about their routines or what have you that, that I like. And so I want to put it into my own routine. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of dive down this little alley here with us or take a stroll. Yeah. Take a Um, stroll. You're talking about, uh, first of all, the term influencers. How do you feel about the term? That's like a label now in our society influencers yeah i mean haven't given that much thought well there's always been influencers we just never put a title to it or never put that on like our linkedin account or whatever oh okay i see what what you're saying so you're talking about like instagram influencers or social media influencers people who get paid by companies 
to endorse their products because they're influencers. Or people who like slap the label on it thinking there's something special. Like I'm I'm a networker and influencer. Yeah, yeah. You know? That it just like I don't know. It it just feels extremely self-promoting. Exactly. Which makes me want to vomit. Yeah, but the, here's the thing though. I I don't know. I don't know if they're wrong. I don't like legit if you if you're on Instagram or whatever social media and you have thousands and thousands of followers and you're affecting their lives, you're influencing their day to day by your posts or whatever. Like, gosh yeah, darn it, I think you are an influencer, and that that makes me want to vomit even more. Well, no, like I don't really care if there are influencers out there. It's when they recognize themselves as an influencer and then they proclaim to everyone else that they're an. Oh, influencer. I know, but that's my point. Like, I want the person who proclaims to be self-proclaimed influencer to really not be an influencer. Like, I want, you know what I mean? Like, we talk about this with people who are like, oh, I'm a writer. You know, who just, like, slap a label on to for a status? Or I'm a creative. Right. Like, that's cool. Like, what do you so, actually do? So, what you're actually telling me is that you aren't good at anything. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Uh, but my point is... But you're creative, doggone it. Doggone it, you're a creative, baby. <laughs> You are, baby. You listen to me. You're creative. Uh, so anyway, you put that on your LinkedIn. <laughs> I just find it annoying that these people can self-label themselves influencers, and then that the rest of their following buys into that, which then validates the fact that they are influencers, and that's where we're at as a society. That that's all I'm saying. Yep. I'm all for influencing people. We are especially um, people who. We're called to make disciples. We're called to impact people's lives with the, the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. But man, slap a label on influencer. So so that's the first little alley. Uh, second one, you said that sometimes you take their things and you shape maybe your, your habits or your routine. That's what you said. Give us can you give an example, like something you heard, you picked up, and you added that into your routine. No, I mean, people say that they uh, that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I consume a lot of podcasts. I I'm, Baby, tell me about it. <laughs> Baby, let me tell you about it. It's uh, whenever I'm in the car, going to work, from work, running errands. Like today, I had a five-minute drive to Kroger, which here's, here's a little side tangent. I'm already well aware that I'm a sinful person, mm. that I have flaws, that I'm not considered to be good. Um, I'm very aware of that. Right. And, and to get to get theological here, as I've grown in my sanctification, the Lord has revealed more areas of how I'm sinful. So I'm, I'm just keenly aware that I'm I'm a, I'm a sinful individual. If you have questions about sanctification, see our podcast on sanctification. Bada bang, bada boom. But you know what? I do not need reminded every time I go into a store this time of year when there's the Salvation Army lady ringing the bell asking me to drop a dollar in the hat. Or in the bucket, I should say. Because I never carry cash. I never <laughs> have cash. I am a I have my three cards that I carry, one of which I never use. It's the cash card yeah. that I got. Mm-hmm. Haven't used it once. And That's two sad. others yeah. are just credit cards, like cashback cards. Yeah. And I use those. I never have cash. And if I don't have those, I've got Apple Pay on my phone. I go in to get some ice cream because we're supposed to have ice cream later. Mm, look forward to that. Mm. And I go in past this late, and I just, I feel terrible, yeah. but I, I, I don't have anything. And I feel yeah. like a terrible, well, even worse of a person you than you are. I mean, you should think about that. Yeah, so. You should always carry cash. Thank you, Salvation Army lady. Um, I'm surprised they don't. I mean, you know what you can do, Rob? You can just give online. 
And then when you walk in, you're like, hey, just so you know, I gave online. Or make up your own little cards, like some churches have for the offering, where yes. the, oh my you feel so bad because you, you gave online, so you don't have something to put in the plate as it goes by. Yeah. You know, everyone's watching you. Mm-hmm. So they make cards that say, like, I gave online. And you can put that in the plate, so people see you putting something in the plate. Yes. And mm-hmm. back to the problems with society. But, but, anyways, but anyway, you can get one of those. I, I consume podcasts like crazy. And so even on the five-minute wow, drive we got to off the, the tangent on that. We did. Even the five-minute drive to Kroger, I was listening to a podcast. Yeah. So... Um, there are things that you take in from people who you're listening to, mm-hmm. phrases, the way you talk, or yes. like some of their habits, things that they say that they enjoy that you try, and then you're into it for a season, and then a month later you're out of it because it's not actually who you are, it's just something that sounded cool. So there's just been a handful of those things in my life. Which is dangerous as um, preachers, because you, you want to listen to other preachers and consume yeah. your not like I want to learn from and glean how they do it but you want to hear like them exposit the scriptures and then you're tempted to pick up on their little idiosyncrasies and so forth so yep well anyway um, that's uh, that's all I had for that question um, maybe I'm glad that you went down that road with me and kind of sussed out some of your um, more individual traits yeah and and to thank you for taking me by the hand yeah walking me through that opening my eyes pointing out the scenery Yes. Making me feel better about myself. Always here to help you become more aware of what's going on. Of my shortcomings. Thank you. Okay. So what are we talking about today, Rick? Um, Speaking of aware. I think that's an episode. We serve a God who is very aware. He's very aware. And he's very powerful. Mm. Is is there anything else? Um, I would say if I had to throw a dollar in the hat, because we're not talking about the Salvation Army now, we're talking about gambling, putting a little dollar in the hat. If I was a gambling man, I'd throw a dollar in the hat saying that he's also pretty much present everywhere. Only a dollar? Okay. That's it? I carry no cash. That's it? If I had a dollar on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about how God is omniscient, omnipotent, 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 and omnipresent. <laughs> so last uh, week, God last episode, we talked about how he's um, unchanging. And this is some more characteristics that God knows everything, God is all-powerful, and God is present, all-present or present everywhere. Yeah, so the the beginning of those words, omni, just being all, and then you can figure out the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew the root word to the rest of them. Uh, you can figure out the rest. Just yep. have a Google at that. and uh, Present, he's all-present, potent. Speaking of p- picking things up from people, I picked that up from our buddy Pete in Australia. What was it? Have a Google. Have a Google. I just like I say them like okay, that's not. I shouldn't say that. Yep. Just have a Google. Shout out to you, Pete. Pete. Hope you're doing well, man. Man. Come over to the states. Uh, yes. Anyway, b- back to you, Rob. Back to me. Okay, so the first one, God is omniscient. We're getting these definitions from um, a really handy uh, PDF that the the Gospel Project has released called 99 Essential Doctrines. If you or someone you know, which if you're a follower of Christ, you should be trying to engage in discipleship with other mm-hmm. people. And this is a really handy, handy little document of 99 Essential Doctrines of the Christian Faith. And it has like a, a paragraph form and just some verses to go off. And it's got a nice graphic. We'll, we'll put on the show notes. Um, yes, thank, but you. thank you, Lifeway. Yeah, use that for some of your discipleship. Rick, I see you already put that on there. You... You go, buddy. I was scrolling down to put that in the show notes to little do a little type of ruski to make sure I didn't forget. You're one step ahead of me. But anyway, here we go. God is omniscient. Here's their definition. Scripture teaches that God is all-knowing. He is the one who has perfect knowledge. 
And this knowledge extends to all things past, present, and future, including the future decisions of his free creatures. His knowledge is complete, and as he is outside of time, he has known from all eternity whatever will come to pass. In response to God's omniscience, we admit our finite knowledge and trust his decisions as wise and good. Mm. Solid. What's omnipotent, Rick? Omniscient? Is that God no, 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 no. is all-knowing? Omnipotent? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Thanks for summarizing. <laughs> I see what you did there. God is all-powerful. There's nothing God cannot do so long as it does not contradict his own nature or law. God has power and authority over the universe he created, from the largest solar system to the smallest particle. Affirming that God is all-powerful does not mean that God can sin, since that would go against his per- or perfect moral nature. As Christians, we rest in the belief that, God, that the God who has all power is good, and we gain greater comfort by knowing that an all-powerful God is working for our good and for our joy. Mm-hmm. I like how they tacked on that last part, because we do talk about how God and his, all of his power is doing his thing. And we'll say, oh yeah, you know, Romans 8, 28, God's using these things for his good, and he's sovereign, he's over these things. But he is using all of his power to help work in us, to do a work in us of joy. Yeah. And um, quite frankly, because of our human nature, that has to be a work of God. So that's reassuring for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so God is omniscient, which means he's all-knowing. God is omnipotent, which means he's all-powerful. And now God is omnipresent, which their definition states God's omnipresence refers to his presence in all time and all places simultaneously. Because God exists apart from and outside of time and space, he is not limited by their constraints. He is present with us wherever we are and sees all that occurs. Nothing escapes his attention. God's omnipresence is a deterrent for sin and a source of great comfort and hope for believers. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think sometimes we we don't live in the reality of that. We, we don't understand how God's everywhere at all times. Um, so this does tie in a lot to how we talked, what we talked about last week and how God is unchanging. Um, we know this is true partially because we know who God is. We know more about who he is. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's present everywhere at all times. Um, if God were not all-knowing, then he would need to change, right? But since he's all-knowing, we can rest in the fact that he doesn't need to change, and he is who he is. James um, 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Mm, does not does change. not change. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's pretty explicit. Yeah, pretty clear there. Yeah. So uh, don't argue with me on that. Mm. Uh, Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God know, God has a will, and he has a plan, and he sets these things out because he knows all, and he, he's over all. And so we need to seek him for that, and that should affect how we, how we live our life. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I like what you said earlier, though, about how because he's all-knowing, um, therefore he cannot change. Mm-hmm. There's a stream of thought called open theism that that states that God does not know the future. It's still open to him. And yeah. so he will make adjustments as he goes when 
my goodness, how scary would that be? Oh no! How can you be God and not know how it all plays out? Yeah. And, and sorry, I keep going. Well, I was, I was going to say, and then if God's actions are deterrent, are determinant on what we do, then He is not all powerful. Correct. Because His actions are in response to a greater action. Yeah. It's it's reactionary. Yeah. I think that th- that stream of thought comes out of um, that people don't like the idea of God's sovereignty. So they have this struggle where they, they say there's all this evil in the world, these bad things, there's no way God can allow this. Therefore, God must not know the future. And he must be just kind of a step ahead of everyone, just trying to map and guide. And um, I just keep thinking of like, people who are trying to like, sign up. We used to raise birds, like chickens and turkeys. And you try to like push them, get them like you kind of behind them, trying to like shoo them somewhere, hoping they follow the direction. And that's what that theology is like. It's like God's kind of on the, the backstage just trying to make sure everything goes right and hopes everyone goes the right direction. Yeah. And it's totally false. Yeah. Per the verses that we just read, James 1.17, Hebrews 3.8, Romans 12.2. God is on it. Yep. Baby, he's on it. Baby, you listen to me. I'm listening right now, baby. God is on it. Mm. You should mm. get a tattoo for your sleeve. That says God is on it? Yeah. Mm. Something like that. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. I'll think about it. Think about it with your head. Because mm. we start talking about head, heart, and hands. Mm. Paradigm. I see what you're doing. So, in light of this doctrine, it should, in our own personal lives, give us great confidence in the face of the unknown. Because mm-hmm. what we do, when we don't know the future... We can rest in the one who does. We know that God is well aware of our situation. He it has not caught him by surprise. If you get laid off tomorrow, or if you lose your spouse tomorrow, or if you get diagnosed with cancer tomorrow, or your kid gets severely injured, or whatever life throws at you, okay? It has not caught God by surprise. He is using it, if you are a follower of Christ, Romans 8.28, for your good. And Isaiah 43.7 He's also using it for his glory. So you can be well comforted that God is aware of the circumstance and it has not caught him by surprise. But also when it comes to the harsh realities of the world, we can know that God is not absent or unaware of some of the injustices. So things Mm -hmm. like genocide, things uh, like, for instance. Just throw out the big one there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not not to throw it around nonchalantly, but like let's, let's just start with the big one. Yeah. I mean, we see mass injustice yeah. when it comes to genocides, when, when when people are killed simply for mm. their race or for their, I don't know, where they live in yeah, a part just, of a country. Like yep. Certain parts of, of Africa are under genocide because the the people who are living there have right. become, just come under yeah. the, the rule of a, a tyrannical government. Mm-hmm. So God is, even in those things, not not caught off guard he is aware of these things and ultimately like we talked about in the last episode he is just and all of those things will be addressed yeah in his timing which is a hard truth Um, especially as we sit here in our nice warm homes and nice chairs and talk about you know how god's over this over that um but he speaks to it in his word and also we see it throughout history that god is over these things he he will bring about his justice and um, we rest in that. Yeah, absolutely. So these things should also affect our heart and, and how we, our conviction and just our, our gut on these things. Um, so we should have a softness 
towards sin because God is fully aware of our sin, our hidden sin, things that we think we're getting away with. Um, if you've grown up in the church, you know that this truth that God is everywhere. But man, it's so easy to live as if he's not. And we should have a, a softness towards the fact that um, God is well aware of all of our sins. And we should draw close to God, um, letting our hearts rest in who he is and his goodness, knowing that um, he's over these things, that he knows everything about me. He knows more about me than I know about me. Yeah. He knows my brokenness. He knows my struggle. He So the cool thing is when it comes to, to making me whole and putting me back together again and, and bringing about healing, he's the only one who knows how to do that because he knows all the pieces that I'm broken um, and how all those things need to go back together. And so that, that conviction should change how we feel. And then as we look to other people, the fact that God is doing stuff in them, the Holy Spirit's present, he's working, and um, we should be seeking to, to um, have a better respect for people because of that. Yeah. And trust that the Lord's actually doing it. And he's well aware of their situation. Which takes me to a side tangent. Um, a lot of time we can interact with someone and think, man, I know what this person needs. I know what this person needs. You know, they need X, Y, and Z. Well, the rea- reality is God already knows all that, what he, they really need. And so we should seek the Lord on their behalf and for them and to help understand them. And God will um, give us clarity on those things. Yeah, doesn't necessarily mean don't don't approach them or anything like not, that. No, no, no. But but don't don't think, oh, I'm I'm smart. I have this figured out. Yeah, seek the Lord. I mean, He knows everything about Him. Jesus is on it. Yeah, absolutely. God is on it. Right? Isn't that your yeah? Tattoo? That's what my tattoo is going to say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> okay, and then uh, when it comes to our hands, how we should conduct ourselves in light of God's omnipresence and His, so His all. Him being present in all places, Him being powerful over all things, and Him knowing all things. How should this affect the way we live? Well, first, we should live as if God is right beside us, because ultimately He is. Luke eight seventeen says, For nothing is concealed that won't be revealed, and nothing hidden that won't be made known and brought to light. What a, what a scary thought. Yeah. It's all coming out. Yeah. Everything. There, there are things that I have not told anybody in my life because of my shame towards them. But yeah. they will be brought to light. Yeah. In front of everyone. Yeah. And and by God's grace, because I'm in Christ Jesus, they will be forgiven and forgotten mm-hmm. as far as the East is from the West. They have been, right? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. I said that as if it was in, in the future, but. Right. Sorry. Both Clarification. And. Both and. Both mm-hmm. and. Um, but then also it should, it should give us great awe of who God is. Like even if we already have this yeah. great awe, it should increase it. Even should bring about an even greater awe of who he is because there is no one like God. Yes. No one. And and Psalm 33, 8 says that, let the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Mm. Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom and instruction. So as we grow in our knowledge of who God is, it should lead us to a greater love and a greater appreciation of who he is. And then it should also, with in light of these doctrines, it should affect the way that we walk about our day. If, whatever, what is that sin that you're struggling with? What is that that thing that you think that you may be getting away from because your wife doesn't know about it or because mm-hmm. your coworkers don't know about it or because your kids don't know about it or because your friends don't know about it? Be reminded mm. that God does. And yeah. ultimately, God is the one 
whom you're going to have to stand before, and it will come to light. And more often than not, it'll come to light before you die, before you yes. stand before that that yeah. throne. And so, God, God loves us enough to humble us. Yeah, and and, and He will bring it out to humble us. Not, and so on the, go ahead. Just not to break us to so we can stand back and be like, well, I told you so, but so we can. Because he loves us, he wants us to be more like Christ and walk in freedom. Yeah, and so on the flip side of that coin, mm-hmm. flip that coin, baby. Flip that coin. Be quick to mm-hmm. repent, because yeah. God is already aware of what yeah. of what you're going through. He's already aware that you're wrestling with that. He's not. He's not waiting to find out about it when you bring it to him. He's not waiting until the final judgment day to find out about it and then ask you. Yeah. He already knows. You're not fooling. You're not going to disappoint him. Go to him now, and and confess that sin and, and ask for help to turn away from it, mm. because the fact that God is omniscient means He already knows the sin that you have committed, the sin that you are committing, and the sin that you will commit in the future. And He has already paid for it if you are in Christ. He does not have buyer's remorse, as Matt Chandler likes to say, that mm-hmm. He didn't send His Son to die on the cross and then. After you committed that that sin, say, oh, crap. I, if I would have known you would have committed that, I wouldn't have sent my son. You know? Mm-hmm. He is well aware of the sins you have committed, the sins you are committing, and the sins that you even will commit. So be quick to repent. But then also, whether you're going through good times or bad times, give God praise because he is the one who has orchestrated those things. If it is good, yeah. then praise him for his goodness towards you. If it is bad then trust him that he is using it for your ultimate good. Mm. I'll preach, man. Mm. I'll preach. I like it. So, big stuff. I mean, you know, if you've grown up, you've always, always in the church. So if you've grown up in the church around um, Christian Christian stuff, you've heard the omnis, the omnipresent, omnipotent, um, omniscient. But we're, we encourage you to dive deeper into what these really mean, how they impact your life. So, hey, if you've liked today's episode and you think someone else would, uh, please share it. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you guys. And um, and you can contact us on Facebook at Simple Theology. Definitely check us out on Twitter at Simple Theology underscore. And uh, hit up our website, simpletheology.org. And through that, you can check out our Patreon support page, or you can go to Patreon and look up Simple Theology. We also still have our deal going with Audible, uh, where if you sign up for a Audible trial at www.audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Go to that link. Go to that website. Sign up for a trial. We'll get a kickback. You'll get a free book, free audiobook, which is great. And then if that Audible trial is not working out for you, you can unsubscribe from that, uh, which is pretty awesome. So anyway, um, in honor of Ted Clark, uh, we've done what we always do on this episode. We've wandered to and fro. So and, until next time, Peace. Peace.